hold on is this have co-op i must know local co-op god oh we'll 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 um what's that thing where you can well parsec or steam yeah once i get my land in here which i'm doing in a couple weeks yay we're gonna play watchmen the end is nigh oh god (laughs) i didn't hear good things about that game (laughs) oh god it is it is god awful and then what we should do is watch the show and read the comic the 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 comic none of this bullshit dc is pumped up (laughs) um sorry i I could rant about that for a literal night i have three times before anyways what were we talking about Welcome to Co-op Button. Oh yeah, <laughs> the the fifteen minute. Yeah, it's. I think we. I think it. I think we own it. Should we trademark it? Can we trademark Co-op Button? Um, I I think it would require paperwork and money. Oh God, two <laughs> things that I despise. Uh, <laughs> the the fifteen ish minute podcast where uh, me and my friend talk about co-op games. I'm your co-host. Uh, Vasilcania, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host. I'm the goddamn milkman drinking my orange juice. Orange juice and milk, gross. Just, just orange juice tonight. Okay, well that's good, <laughs> right? Oh my god, that would be horrible. It's not going to um, be a dreamsicle situation at all. No, that's going to be a curdled milk situation. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mm, this orange juice is chewy and creamy. Um, <laughs> and tonight we're talking about the what? When was this released? Twenty nineteen uh, game Streets of Rogue. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Almost exactly two years ago, which is great. Um, Which we played for, what, about an hour, hour and a half, something like that. Sort of randomly. It was, uh, it's a game I've played before and you've played more solo and it's, it's very interesting in that respect. So uh, before I start rambling, should I? uh, Yeah, hit that co-op button. Yeah. All right. So, talk to me about yes. SOR. <laughs> SOR, Streets of Rogue. Um, well, as I may have mentioned, I've been looking for another game to sort of chew on uh, after totally destroying Heat Signature, um, which I highly recommend destroying that game. Um, and so I got Streets of Rogue in the sale just because one of my other friends uh, recommended it, actually, uh, mm-hmm. in a Steam review. Uh, same person who eventually who kind of, you know, was like the final straw convincing me to play Heat Signature, like the third person who recommended it. <laughs> so I was like, okay. First, I just want to say. <laughs> no, no, you were the first. <laughs> I just don't listen to people's recommendations. <laughs> um, but I got it, and I have been playing the shit out of it um it's an amazing game basically if you take sort of i don't it's kind of hard to describe but it's got the roguelike structure so you play a character then you die it's permadeath um it's got 
sort of a simulated city going on, but like in a very small, like a city block. Um, and it's chaotic, kind of like Grand Theft Auto. So it's sort of like a roguelike meets Deus Ex Light meets Grand Theft Auto Light. Um, it's a lot of fun. As we talk about this, if you haven't seen this, a lot of people haven't heard about this game, which is weird because my group of friends mostly have. So I'm trying to remember yeah. that here. Um, the, the fidelity and art style is pretty akin, I'd say, to like if you took Terraria and made it isometric. Yeah, it kind of looks like an RPG maker game in a way. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like one at all. No. But it kind of looks like one. Yeah, but whereas the graphics are simplistic or not, it's it's the game that you want that to happen in because there's so much random stuff that can be generated or popped into this game. Yeah. That it's kind of a joy. Everything looks like how it's supposed to look from a pixel art level, but it's pretty crazy. So, I mean, you'll select a number of classes, like a street rogue or a thief or a gorilla gorilla's great yeah Uh, you can be a zombie you can be a a wrestler i mean a doctor and i think that's the biggest strength of this game so basically what you're doing is going through these floors completing missions in whatever way you can and those missions can be you know knock this person out or kill them or steal this item or hit these three buttons in this building or something like that so and you're usually semi-related to what class you pick so if you're a gorilla you're saving a lot of gorillas if you're a military man you have to go blow some shit up if you're a cop you have to deal with someone usually a minority and you have to kill them i think right (laughs) yeah Um, i think yeah that that and dogs um yeah (laughs) right well and that's that's kind of the interesting thing so like every class gets the same basic missions that they have to complete on the floor but every class also has an overarching big quest that totally changes the way you approach things i think that's the genius is the way that this handles classes um they they have very different abilities they have very different play styles and their quests really determine a lot of other things too so for example the military person has to blow up every generator on the floor. That that means you're causing lots of chaos. You're you're blowing up walls, and you know everybody wants to kill you, and it's a lot. Um, and they give you grenades and things to make that easier. Um, but the doctor um, doesn't want to kill anyone. If you kill more than two people on a floor, you fail it for that floor. And if you kill more than thirty people in the whole mission, then you fail your entire. Uh, mission basically um but you can knock people out by sneaking up behind them and you're actually really powerful in that way because you basically have an instant kill button which nobody else has so it's like you play it totally differently i'm you know if i'm a doctor i'm sneaking around i'm getting behind people i don't want to be spotted and i literally cannot defend myself if i am except by punching people (laughs) um it's cool And to that, there's a natural balancing act that this game plays um, by kind of density of population. So Mm -hmm. when you're army man and you're blowing shit up, there's usually like three to eight people in a building, unless it's a huge one. And when you blow up the generator, unless you've already dealt with them, they're all coming for you and the cops around and maybe someone else if you ticked them off when you you blew this thing up. Like, exactly you have a lot of shooting to do but if you're playing stealth like that sounds like you'd have to deal with a lot of people but if you're dealing with something stealthily as long as 
no one's line of sight on you and they're not seeing you do something, you don't have to deal with them. And so you don't yeah. have this like sudden aggro thing. And and so it, it's really interesting. And what's doubly interesting is when you have all this going on and then you're playing co-op and you might have different missions and they can be at mm-hmm. odds with each other, but yeah. you find a way to work it out or in my case, not. <laughs> yeah, you were playing a thief and I was playing the gorilla for, I think, for our first one. So you were doing a lot of, you know, sneaky, sneaky break and enter. The thing about the gorilla is that nobody wants the gorilla around. So you're pretty much fighting all the time. Um, so they kind of clash. Like we, we could definitely both succeed. Like my success didn't depend on your failure. But mm-hmm. certainly I was causing a lot more noise than would be good for a thief to have. Well, and what we started realizing was, is like, there was like, it was funny because we basically swapped quests. So like, I'd say like, oh, let me sneak in and get this gorilla out. And then Mm -hmm. once the gorilla was out, you'd come in and wreck face because then everybody would be mad. But then the gorilla would join us. And Uh so we had numbers. And so we'd take stuff out unless an explosion happened, gorillas died, which (laughs) was one. Um, And and I, I... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, on the other hand, I needed to steal something for me. I have to go through this whole long, laborious thing. And you would, like, punch someone through a wall. And then we'd just <laughs> go in and grab it and avoid the entire, yep. like, nest of things. <laughs> incredible. And that was the best thing about the gorilla is you're, like, punching people through walls. He's so ridiculously strong. And this game yeah. has all kinds of fun quirks like that all around. And we haven't explored most of them, I don't believe. No, I, I think, yeah, this, this game is very systems-oriented and is happy to let different systems smash together like that. So it's like, you know, if I am punching people through walls, the cops are mad at me, but they haven't seen you do anything, so they're not mad at you. Um, it's smart enough to know that. So if you just pop in and open that treasure chest and take stuff from it, then no big deal. I'm the one they're mad at, and I can deal with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um so it's, yeah, it's it's very systems oriented in that way. And there's lots of stuff to unlock. Like I have played a lot of this since we played it. Um, mm-hmm. I actually got to the final stage with the gorilla and, and beat the game in that, that way. But I was poking around at playing with some of the other classes. I'm like, this is completely different. Like I learned so much playing this gorilla, but it, it much of it is not applicable to these other classes whatsoever. Um, and I hadn't even unlocked, you know, most of the items. I still have tons and tons of items to unlock that basically bring entirely new systems into play. Um, yeah, this game is is complex, but still very goofy. It's fast-paced, um, and there's a lot to mess around with. I've been thinking a lot about what classes would be good complements to each other, and I think that the Doctor would be a good complement to the Thief a lot of the time because it's like we're both sort of playing stealthy, but I have an instant kill button and you have a bunch of thieves tools that let us like break into stuff. Like that's a, that's a powerful combination. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, yeah, I don't know. I'm just really, really, really impressed with this game. I, I think it's kind of this masterful 
co-op experience. Except, uh-huh. I, I will say, one of the worst things about this game is getting into a game with a friend that you yeah. can't really invite through Steam and whatnot. You kind of have to set up a room, set up a password, and find each other. And it can be a bit of an ordeal there. But once you get the rhythm of it, it's not too bad. Yeah, um, we, we've dealt with worse, for sure. Like, yeah. once you know what you're doing, basically, yeah, just avoid the whole Steam ecosystem. Set up a game with a password, and that's it. Um, yeah. But what Which, you're in it worked fine. Yeah, I mean, and I'd even not care if this was like crossplay, but <laughs> yeah, that I will say this is definitely like a small game, like developed by very few people. Um, you know, it's it has that feel of a scrappy game punching above its weight. Um, so I'm willing to forgive little flaws here and there. It's a remarkably stable game, though. Like as far yeah. as like glitches and and weird problems, like I haven't found any edge cases where people are like walking through walls or behaving unexpectedly at all. Like I'm I'm deeply impressed with the actual like game itself. It's you know the outside stuff that's maybe a little wonky. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, it's not even that bad, but I nah. did want to mention it since we're there. Um, it, yeah. and, like, when we're talking about systems, like, if there's a laser trip, if you throw a rock, like, if you just have a rock in your inventory, you're fine. Yeah. A- and it'll, you know, trip the laser, blow it up, whatever. Like, there's just so many little systems and ideas that are about space and controlling it, and, like, everything's mm-hmm. clearly delineated and makes sense from yeah. a graphical level. And I... I know some people might pull back because of how I described the graphics before. I want to be clear. Everything looks pretty decent. It's very clear. Unlike, um, oh, now we're going to have dead air because I forgot the name <laughs> of that game. But Monaco. Monaco. I did not like that game. I like the idea of Monaco. I liked a lot mm-hmm. of the systems of Monaco. If Monaco took this graphical approach, it would be 10 times better. I couldn't tell fire from a rug in that game. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this is not a game that deals in subtlety. And in that way, the graphics fit perfectly. Like once you well, and in fact, it kind of reminds me of playing like super old roguelikes where everything was represented by letters and numbers and characters, because once you learned it, I could look at any screen in that game and I could tell you exactly what was going on at that moment because it was very visually obvious once you learned it. This skips most of that learning. Like once you understand sort of the symbolism of like this person has sunglasses on, therefore they're a bodyguard and I can't do these certain things around them. It it instantly snaps into place that understanding without having to know that it's like a green capital D is a green dragon and a brown small D is a dog like that stuff. You get to skip that. Um, So I like the graphics in it, even though they're not maybe beautiful, they are very easy to understand and pretty fun to look at in any case. So a lot of explosions and fire as well, which is nice. (laughs) I mean, yeah, this isn't going to be up for anything come award season. Right. But (laughs) Well, I mean, it should be for, you know, actually being a damn good video game with a lot of systems. And what's interesting is, like, there's nothing particularly, like, new in this game, I wouldn't say. But, like, the systems and the presentation, how they go about it, all comes together to create a game I've never played anything like. 
Yes. Like it is a unique combination of a bunch of things um, in a way that I appreciate. Like I was looking for a new heat signature and I found something much more chaotic, but it shares some of the same roguish DNA um, with some of the like influences from outside things. Like I feel like hotline Miami was a big influence on heat signature. This feels like grand theft auto and deus ex were a big influence on streets of rogue, but it still has the soul of a roguelike in a way that I, or of a rogue, like a real roguelike, like an old school roguelike in a way that I appreciate. And it combines it very interestingly with, with a bunch of other stuff. Like, yeah, it's a unique game. It's it comes highly right. I couldn't recommend this enough. If it seems like your type of game, if you're half interested in it, I highly recommend just buying it <laughs> like right now. <laughs> yeah. So since we have a little bit of hanger time left, it's mm-hmm. time for the Kania's gamer cred section. Did you actually play Rogue Rogue? <laughs> I played um, NetHack for a bit. Um, okay. I didn't play. I've I've read a, enough about Rogue to kind of understand it enough, but I, I don't think I've played it for more than five minutes. I played quite a bit of NetHack, and the one that I played a lot of was called Powder, um, which was unique because it was actually meant for Game Boy Advances, but it wasn't a game. It wasn't a commercially released game. You could put it on flashcards and play it on your Game Boy Advance, uh, but it was a simplified version of Rogue because you had to use a controller so you didn't have access to the whole keyboard, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I've played a fair few of those. I've kind of played around with them. I haven't gotten as deep into them as some people. Um, there was also a column on Game Set Watch, if anybody remembers that, called at play like the at symbol play that was all about rogue likes before that was popular before people knew what that was like commonly um i honestly think that column was a big influence in our current generation of everything's a roguelike because back then nothing was a roguelike and a lot of game indie game developers were reading that column i think so it's it's worth a read to kind of see the philosophies of what makes a rogue game and what people have sort of cherry picked from that um but yeah honestly i think i've read more about rogue games than i've than i've played them <laughs> Alrighty, well our timer is up yes is that enough gamer cred for you i guess i guess I, never played your, Rogue. I mean, the original Rogue is really not worth playing. NetHack and uh, what's the other one? Something Stone Soup. I can't remember what it's called. But they do interesting things with the formula. Rogue is, you know, it's inter- it's interesting to play as like a, a an antecedent to current games, but it doesn't do anything that other games haven't done better, essentially, is what it comes down to. So, my God. Yep. Yeah, well, I have played none of those games. They all sound <laughs> like not my thing. Yeah, you have to have a certain level of like, I don't know. I They're not really for me either because they require a certain amount of patience and just like being okay with dying and that's how you learn. Um, I get sick of them pretty quickly because I'm just like, God, I don't think I can keep all this information in my head and I don't want to have a wiki open all the time is basically what it comes down to. But some of the simulations are incredible. Like I know, in, so there's a, a creature in NetHack that will... turn you to stone if you touch it there's this wonderful interaction where if you're blinded um you can't 
obviously you can't see anything. So as you're exploring, you're touching the walls and you're touching the floor to make sure that it's there. That's how you're seeing stuff. So previously, if you were, you know, sighted, you could, uh, you, you could get away from this thing. And it, as long as it didn't attack you, you were fine. But because you're feeling around to find stuff, if you're blind and you bump into it, then you turn to stone. Like that's so good. Like all these little interactions are what make rogue games interesting to me. And that's why I like streets of rogue for that. It's, it's a lot of interesting interactions. So. Right. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> and that's why I don't like modern roguelite games. They miss the point so much of the time. I feel like this game gets it. But anyway, the timer's up. I got to stop talking about this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thanks everybody for listening. Um, we will be playing more Streets of Rogue at some point. I don't know if there's going to be another episode about it, um, just because I feel like I've said what I want to say. But it might be fun to come back to it and and talk about specific scenarios that we encounter. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, until next time, should we come up with a new catchphrase? I feel like each hit and die is a little aggressive. A little bit, you think? A little bit. <laughs> What's something slightly less aggressive than that? Don't poop your pants. I don't know. And until next time, don't poop your pants. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> we'll come up with a new one. I'll make a I'll make a script that randomizes it or something. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds worse. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and thank you for your patience as I apparently have a nervous breakdown and fail to edit any podcast. Um, the music you were listening to, first song, Batman, NES, Streets of Desolation, great song. The second song was from Streets of Rogue. It's called Let's Get Ready To... And that's it. There's no uh, there's no other words. And then the uh, song you're listening to right now is from Mega Man X6. It's Shieldner Sheldon. And uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. I'm going to try and put out another episode quick. So hopefully we'll have another one coming up here soon. Thanks for listening and don't poop your pants. <laughs> <laughs>